Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The Rod of Authority. In Psalms chapter 23, starting in verse 4, we read those very familiar words that say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. The image given here is of a good shepherd standing guard over his flock in the midst of a dangerous land. The sheep are there, eating peacefully, though their enemy is all around them. Yet they are not worried or anxious, because that they are close to their shepherd and his staff. Because you see, the staff in the spiritual represents authority. And when we get a revelation of the depths of God's authority, not just over the flock, but also over the enemy, it comforts us. Now, the physical image of the shepherd's staff is that of a tool of correction and direction. It's used to separate fighting sheep, to pull, poke, and prod straying sheep back into the right direction. And it also can be used as the gate in the sheepfold. Because a sheepfold is like a walled-in area, it's a corral. And the only opening was the gate. And the shepherd himself would lay down in that gate and take a rest so that no one could go in but through him. And as he had his rod many times, he would stick it in that gate so that only by his rod opening could there be movement, blessing, provision, and abundance. But also did it shut out that which came to steal, kill, and to destroy. However, the practical function of the shepherd's staff was not only to be used on the sheep in a passive sense, but it was also a weapon against the enemy. One blow from the shepherd's staff could prove fatal to an approaching wolf, and both the sheep and the wolf knew it. Therefore, the very presence of the shepherd and his staff, or his authority, was both fear to the wolf, keeping him at bay, and comfort to the sheep allowing them to feed at peace in the midst of their foes, a table in the presence of their enemies. And so is it with us when we get a vision of God's authority and faithfulness to tend to that which is his. We can grab hold to the reality that for those who are close to the good shepherd, there truly is nothing that they should fear. His authority is not just over us, his flock, but is also greater than our enemy. And he will use it to defend and deliver us when need be. Now, does this mean that the enemy will never attack us? No, of course not. The enemy gets prideful sometimes and tries. But in these moments, we are to run to the shepherd and allow him to use this situation to remind the enemy of his greater authority. And God also sometimes draws back and allows these situations in order to train his children to use his authority. After all, he is preparing us to rule and reign with Christ one day. We see a little glimpse of this when Moses was handed a shepherd's staff of his own. 
The rod of God's authority placed in Moses' hand turned into a snake and it scared him so badly that he threw it down for fear of what he was holding. And in like manner did Moses also throw down the gift of authority that God placed in his hands spiritually when he anointed him to speak the authoritative words of God to Pharaoh. He was afraid of what had been handed to him and insisted that he could not carry it. He dropped it and Aaron carried that rod for him, though he did eventually pick it back up again. Proverbs 29:25 warns us that the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but in actuality every man's judgment cometh from the Lord. But we can't be too hard on poor Moses because I think that at some point we all do this. But understand this, that fear of either man or the enemy will rob you of the authority that God has given you. It will make you afraid to use it. It will make you lay it down or pass it to another. When God gave it to you to help to deliver others, to set people free by showing them the lack of authority that is in the hands of the enemy. And because of this goal, it is in God's interest to give his rod of authority to the least of these people, like you and me, the Moseses, the unlikelies. Now to bring balance, we do have to recognize that there is a healthy fear to take into consideration here. The word says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So while we do not fear the wolf because that the good shepherd's rod comforts us, We do, however, fear being found to oppose the will of the shepherd because of that same rod. For example, Moses was told to speak to the rock, but instead he used the rod to strike it. He misused God's authority and misrepresented him to the people and it cost him greatly. Therefore, we must remember that using God's authority is to be taken seriously and never done in frustration, assumption, wrath, or by the impulse of the flesh, but rather in reverence, obedience, humility, and by the unction of the Holy Ghost. If we continue to look deeper at this typology, we can see yet another layer of revelation given to us about the nature of the rod of authority in the situation that plays out in Numbers chapter 17. God had anointed and appointed Aaron to be priest over the people, but as is always the case, envy arose in those who wanted to appoint themselves into a position of authority that they had not been commissioned by God to walk in. So God commanded them that each family would give Moses their rod. Because you see, the head of each family carried a rod that represented who the authority in that family was. The family's name was then written in their staff, and all the staffs were placed in the tabernacle near the presence of God and left there. Well, to the usurper's surprise and shame, the one of greater authority was proven yet again to the defense of God's anointed when the next day only Aaron's rod had budded. You see, though they all had a rod, and they all looked very similar, they were all dead branches. Yet only the anointed one came back to life. You see, the word Christ means the anointed one. And of all those who had claimed power, authority, and deity through the ages, only Jesus, the branch of Jesse, came back to life. 
Furthermore, also remember that each dead branch had a family name on it, signifying the source of the authority that that rod represented. The name that our branch, our rod of authority bears is the name of Jesus, the anointed one. It is the name of Jesus that signifies the source of our authority, that it comes from the family of God. And that it is the only authority that has the power to bring dead things back to life. You will see this theme play out over and over through scripture and through your Christian walk because you see there is always a counterfeit authority, a prideful fake seeming to show up or usurp. In Egypt, the magicians mimicked Moses' snake by making some that looked just like it but lacked the authority of it. Moses' snake proved this by swallowing up the magician's snakes in Egypt. And Jesus proved this when death was swallowed up in victory at Calvary. In the wilderness, the families of Israel sought to lay claim to the priesthood by placing dead sticks in the priest's place in the tabernacle. They looked like Aaron's stick, but again lacked the authority and anointing of it. No power, no life-giving, yoke-breaking authority. And we see this, that when Jesus came, there were many dead sticks in the tabernacle claiming to be priests, but none spoke according to scripture with the authority of Jesus. None cast out devils, healed the sick, or had the power to bring dead things back to life. And today, that same Jesus, that same anointing, that same authority is made available to us Jesus, the only name under heaven by which man can be saved, our true high priest, our victory over the enemy, our adoption into the family, our source of authority, our branch, our rod, and our good shepherd. He has chosen to live on the inside of us and that should comfort us. If we have Jesus within us, if we have his Holy Spirit leading us, if we have the Father defending us, then truly, what shall we fear? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of mine enemy, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. We thank you, Jesus, for what you endured for us, that you showed yourself mighty, that we might have faith in your deliverance. You are a deliverer, God. You fill us with your spirit and you lead us in paths everlasting. Lord, help us to get a revelation and a grasp of the reality that there truly is nothing that we should fear when we are near the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that you are the one who saves, that it is your name, the very definition of what it means is that you will save your people from their sins. God, we believe it. We walk in it and we receive it today and we give you praise for it. And we will be a people of faith that will stand in the face of oppression and rejection and still be willing to speak with love and compassion the truth of the message and the gospel of Jesus. And no matter what may come, Lord, we will be at peace because you will not lead us where you will not also be with us. So your rod and your staff, your authority, 
It comforts us. And you will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And you will use, Lord, even that which rises up against us to prove your great power and authority and faithfulness and your love for your children and desire to see the lost saved and brought into the kingdom where you can then defend them. God, we thank you that the enemy has been defeated and that all power, authority, and dominion was given to Jesus who now lives on the inside of each one of us who truly believes, believes what he has spoken, believes what we read in the word of God. Every jot and tittle breathes through the man Jesus, originating from God the Father, coming to us by way of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the price that was paid to deliver it to us, and we will not waste it. We will believe it, we will live it, and we will speak it. And we will not fear men, nor the enemy that rises up against, but we will trust in the hand of deliverance that comes from the Good Shepherd wherever he leads us. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.